about to make history, each and every one of you. We use the word revolution because this is a revolution. I am NXT, and I'm not going anywhere. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Bro. This is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone who wants to get in my way and anybody who stands in AEW's way. We are NXT! This is what you call a paradigm shift. Hello and welcome to the WWE versus AEW podcast. I am your host, Daniel. How's everyone doing? Week 15 of the Wednesday Night Wars. That's right, we're almost four months in. How quick has that gone? But anyway, it's a big news story this week on the WWE vs AEW podcast. We've got some big stories to talk about coming up, some rumours of signings for both WWE and AEW. Um, We've got the ratings update, we've got a huge television deal update to talk about. Um, But first I just want to say thanks to everyone for tuning in. Um, Obviously if you're new to the podcast, I hope you feel free to listen to some of the opening 14 episodes of the show. We go all the way back to October. What was it? October the 2nd when the Wednesday night was debuted, maybe. Um, might have been a little bit before that. I don't know because that was around the same time when it is when SmackDown went to Fox. But yeah, if you want to check out some of those earlier episodes, they are all available in the annals. You can go back on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts. Um, we've also started our own Patreon. As I say, I never really got into podcasting for money, um, but obviously it does take up a lot of time, so we, we've not really launched it in terms of like tiers and stuff, but um, if you feel like giving us a tip or anything like that, then feel free to do so. If not, continue to listen to us free of charge. So the Patreon is www.patreon.com forward slash neutral wrestling you can also make sure to check out some of the episodes that myself and danny have done on neutral wrestling we have done two weekly episodes so far this year and um, one of the last episode we did was mainly talking about the marty skirl re-signing for ring of honor we also did live episodes straight after wrestle kingdom both days along with new year's dash so feel free to go and check those out but as the title of the show is the WWE versus AEW podcast, let's talk some news. So, the big story of the week. Huge news if you're an AEW fan. AEW extend their deal with TNT until 2023, potentially 2024. I'm just going to read um, an article from The Observer for you here. In a deal that will make the company profitable in 2020 and beyond, TNT, Warner Media, and AEW have renegotiated and signed a new four-year contract that would keep Dynamite on the station through the end of 2023. The four-year deal is worth 175 million. That is just under 45 million per year, and that also includes TNT having an option for 2024 at a significantly increased price. 
The deal would also include adding another hour of television later this year, not really what we need, which would be taped on Wednesdays. Feel sorry for the people um, attending the shows. They already have Dark, an hour, Dynamite, two hours, and now this other show. So that's a four-hour taping. Um, they would be taped on Wednesdays, we've just said, um, but they would air on another night. Most likely, it would be on TNT. But obviously, there's a lot of like basketball, NFL... Um, on TNT, I'm not sure if the NFL is, but I know there's a lot of basketball on because I watch a lot of basketball. It could be on another turn um, station, but full details of the new show have not been worked out and passed an agreement to add another hour. So, big news, big news for AEW because, as we know, they've only, I think they've, the only thing that TNT were paying them for was just the cost of TV. So I think, from what I've been reading, they were paying AEW 26 million that's what they was paid every year. So to get this deal of forty-five million per year over three years, this just it really does just add that little bit of security to AEW. It gives them that little bit of freedom to know that they can try things on TV if they want, and they know that they've got a guaranteed three years of this show. But another thing, if you're thinking about this, in terms of money, right? So they get forty-five million per year. Yeah, WWE get forty million per show for Saudi Arabia, so that just shows just how much they get WWE for these Saudi Arabia shows, but yeah, great news for AEW, great news if you're a fan of this podcast, because unless NXT goes somewhere, in which which I really doubt they will, because um, that is base NXT, let's face it, as much as it's a great show, it, the main reason it is where it is and on which TV station it is, is to take those numbers down for AEW. So, if you're a fan of this podcast, you can expect many more years of the show, um, especially if that Patreon gets going. <laughs> um, I'm only joking. But yeah, so yeah, great news for AEW. Um, if you're an AEW fan, great news. I'd say great news if you're a WWE fan, because... As we've said before, WWE have improved their product significantly, in my opinion, since the birth of AEW. Um, so, yeah, so great news. Now, we've got a few um, rumours. I don't normally add rumours to this, but, hey, why not? Let's let's have a quick look at some of the rumours. So, WWE, presumably NXT, which is why it's being discussed on this show, are looking at signing Killer Cross. Um, Killer Cross is, I think she's the fiancé, he is the fiancé of Scarlett Bordeaux, who recently signed for NXT. Um, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter have reported that Killer Cross has actually not signed with WWE, but is very strongly expected to happen. Later down the road, um, Cross had a meeting with Triple H this week. Um, so yeah, maybe that is one you can expect to see Killer Cross. Good prospect. If you've seen any of his work in Impact, this guy is very good. If you, you could have seen him on a recent Bloodsport show calling out Dave Bautista. Um, but yeah, Killer Cross, a hot free agent. Um, and speaking of free agents, that takes us to our other rumour. AEW, it was leaked all over the internet after the Impact Hard to Kill pay-per-view on Sunday evening. The AEW are going to be signing Brian Cage. It was even confirmed. That was how strong this rumour is, but there's been a back, bit of backtracking. Um, Melissa Santos, Brian Cage's other half, did come onto Twitter and say that it is simply not true. But this is wrestling, and we're all taught not to believe a word anybody tells us. So that didn't stop people believing that. Um, Cage... Um, his impact contract has expired. He did work the hard to kill pay per view. I think he had a match with was it RVD? Had a match with RVD. 
Um, but yeah, so Brian Cage, I think he would be a really good addition to the AEW roster. Um, he's a big, big, muscly guy. Um, if, you, if you see his work, he doesn't actually work all the time by showing off his like strength. He is very um, spot-driven. Um, he's known to have a botch. I've seen a botch in some of his matches, but he does pull off some incredible moves for a man his size. He's a real talent. I'm a big fan of Brian Cage. Um, I've seen him. I think I saw him live at WrestleCon last year. Was it Wrestle? No, it was the Rev Pro Show um, at the Hilton in New York last April. I saw him have a really good match against young upstart in the UK, Michael Oku. Um, that's a really good match, actually, if some of you would like to check that one out. But yeah, so two of the big rumours is WWE NXT trying to sign Killer Cross, AEW expected to sign Brian Cage. Um, so yeah, two big additions potentially to the Wednesday night wars so yeah um another piece of news actually that we've got um taz taz most of you know he's done a few bits of commentary on dark one episode of dynamite he has signed a long-term deal with aew a great signing for AEW. i think taz is brilliant on commentary um so yeah obviously maybe he'll be working on the third hour television show but i wouldn't be against him being on Dynamite, I think he's a great commentator, um, Taz, he just has that voice, done he? he's got the voice of the early 2000s, so if you're looking to get the laps fan, and they hear Taz screaming like he did when Brock Lesnar and Big Show break the ring, you might draw some more fans, right, now, so we've talked about AEW's big new contract deal, we've talked about some rumours in terms of Killer Cross, Brian Cage, we've got a contract confirmed in Taz, now it is time to talk about Everything to do with week 15 of the Wednesday Night Wars. And where else to start but with the big news that everybody wants to hear about. Although people try and tell you if you read Twitter that they're not important. If you look at this TV deal, they are damn important. So week 15's ratings as I released on the WWE versus AEW podcast Twitter Follow us at WWE versus AEW. I will always be there posting the ratings pretty much within the first half an hour that they are announced. So the week 15 ratings, who could win the ratings again? Well, it was AEW for the second straight week comfortably. I think it would be the third straight week, in fact. AEW had 940,000 viewers. Great number for AEW. NXT down there in 700,000. That is a two. 140,000 victory for AEW and I posed on this tweet how long until we see a Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Becky Lynch on NXT to try and get those ratings up. I'm going to read some of your responses to this tweet. Um, Mark Van Pushenbury, he put at least two stars from Raw or SmackDown will be okay coming this Wednesday to promote the Royal Rumble. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if that did happen um banks bansis has said banks basis sorry he said you all seem to forget nxt is a developmental brand for the wwe it's not it might have been but it's not they've not they've not who they de- who's come through developmental into the main roster they all are signed indie wrestlers who are talented indie wrestlers that they just bring up some of them even regress look at the likes of tyler Bate, pete dunn they haven't improved in the last two or three years um but yeah so we've also had filthy donkey is that including the plus seven for dvr replays no it is not phil 
Um, Tim Lenhart has said, as much as I want to see them win in the ratings, I hope they don't play that card. Um, yeah, I'd probably say, I don't know, it does add a bit of star power to the show. If it's in one segment, I don't think it's a problem. Um, for me, the more people, we don't want AEW to win the ratings every week because that makes it boring. I like on a Thursday thinking, mm, who's going to win the ratings? I'm refreshing my phone at 9pm 9, 9 UK time. So yeah, um, as I said, we don't want it to be like, we've got Senior Pug. He's put, when NXT win the ratings with the help of the main roster, NXT fanboys are like, ha ha ha, AEW is doomed. When NXT loses the ratings, NXT fanboys are like, well, it's developmental brand, so who cares? At least Senor Pug is not one to brag about his side winning the ratings. Um, some look, some more replies. We've got Ray, Ray1656. He said, never. WWE's happy to pull that 700,000 number. Big Tony has said, AEW uses its whole roster. Imagine if WWE did for NXT. It'd only be fair. So, yeah. So, there are some of your responses to the week 15 ratings. Um, I'm going to read a quick article from The Observer for you now. Who says you can't steal someone else's work? So, the Wednesday night ratings are in, and last night's Bash at the Beach-themed episode of AEW Dynamite was essentially, even with last week, averaging 940,000 total viewers and a 0.3A rating in the 18-49 to 49 demo. The latter number was good for fifth on the night on cable TV and was up 6% from last week. NXT was down 3% in total viewers, averaging 700,000. The 18 to 49 rating was 0.21, which was up 11% from last week. The show finished 31st on cable in that category. So that is all your week 15's rating news. It is the third consecutive victory for AEW this year. I know the first week. It wasn't really like a live NXT show, but they still had two hours of TV to choose and do what they want with it. So if you're looking in terms of this year, AEW are winning 3-2-0. So that is your ratings news. AEW, 940,000 to NXT's 700. Thousand Right, so on to the shows. If you're a first-time listener, as I always say, this is not a full recap of the shows. We just quickly go over the shows just so you know what is going on, the good and the bad. So let's take you to AEW's Bash at the Beach-themed show. Um, what a great match we had to open the show. Um, I've seen We had Baron Corbin on Twitter just basically saying it was dive, spot, dive, sell, dive, spot. Whatever, whatever, Baron Corbin, I think you're just jealous because as I put on Twitter, all you can do at gymnastics is a roly-poly. Baron Corbin is the useless kid at the start of school who's doing a roly-poly while all the other kids are doing somersaults. So, sorry, Baron Corbin, this match was good in 2020. It was Hangman Page, Kenny Omega beating, I've put LAX, but they're not called LAX anymore, beating Best Friends and beating the Young Bucks. It was a, it was a great PWG sorry, style match. Uh, if you've seen any matches from there, just it was just a great match, great opening match to TV. I think after like some criticism the show got last week, it was good to have um, just go out there and give us a killer match, and that's exactly what they did. Really, really enjoyed this match. Um, I'm glad Hangman and Omega got the win. I think it adds a little bit um, more to their story that they're telling between the two. Um, and they get a title shot next week against SCU on the boat. Um, 
who knows, could Hangman turn? Maybe they'll drag it out even longer and have Hangman and Kenny win the titles, feud with the Young Bucks or something. You don't need to, like... For me, we don't need Hangman v Omega at Revolution. Let's just drag this thing out. Let's just have them win the tag titles, maybe defend them against the Young Bucks at Revolution, and they can have the turn maybe at Double or Nothing in May. We can have the Kenny Omega-Hangman match at Double or Nothing. We've already got this uh, Cody-MJF match at Revolution. So... George, keep it going. It doesn't have to be a quick turn. So, yeah, let, let's have, I hope, Kenny and Hangman do win the match next week because, for me, I'm not really sure SCU have really done much as tag team champions. Um, next, we have Cody rolls out for a promo. Um, he's just out there, basically, in his beach attire. Um, well, his Miami Vice um, attire. Basically just saying that he accepts the three stipulations and that after Revolution is all said and done, he will give MJF his own score. Nice little promo here from Cody. Just keeps the ball moving in terms of that feud. Um, next, we had Hikaru Shida versus Chris Statlander, who defeated the Nightmare Collective, Brandy Rhodes and Mel. Mm. A lot of people didn't like this match. It, I think we're just going to have to get used to the fact we're probably going to have a... Not very interesting women's match on Dynamite every week because if let's face it, if they don't have a women's match, everyone will be like, "Oh, you're not giving the women a fair chance." Oh, women should be having two matches on the show. No, they shouldn't. If they're not good enough, don't have them on the show. I'm all for having as many women on the show as possible. Look at WWE, NXT. I'd happily watch an NXT show with just the women on the show. But AEW do not have as many talented women. So let's please just keep this to one segment because. They're just not good enough, let's be honest. They are not good enough. They need some new talent in. They need a, should I say this, apparent swear word in wrestling. They need a Tessa Blanchard to add to that division. Otherwise, it's just it's just not very good at the moment in time. But I'm sure they will improve. I'd say Kenny Omega, big fan of women's wrestling, apparently. So let's hope he sorts his division out. Um, we have a Dark Order video package next, targeting the Elite, saying that they're going to try and recruit Michael Nakazawa, um, which will lead to them recruiting Hangman Page and potentially Kenny Omega. So, yeah, interesting stuff. I actually didn't mind this video package. Um, I'm all for a Dark Order, sort of. If, if they build up the story correctly, I think we could have a decent Dark Order Elite feud. Don't shoot me down. Um, next, we had John Moxley beating Sammy Guevara. Um, now, this was a really good match. I think you'd probably say, what, three and a quarter stars, maybe? I really enjoyed this match. Um, Sammy Guevara did look great. One thing I will say, I personally think this match went too long. I think John Moxley is more than likely going to be the guy facing Jericho for the title at Revolution. So, for me... I think what should have happened is Moxley goes out there and just beats him five or six minutes. No nonsense. Um, but instead, they went back and forth. I th I'm saying this match maybe went 11, 12 minutes. I thought it was a little bit too long, as I don't really want to see Sammy getting as much offense on Moxley at this stage of the game. But they gave us a really good match, and Sammy Guevara is absolutely fantastic in the ring. But So, yeah, so as much as I don't think the match should have gone on this long, which we'll actually I'll be talking about with NXT, I do think at least we had a good match. So after Moxley wins, um, the lights go out, which AW seems to love doing. The inner circle are out. They beat down John Moxley. They whip him with Chris Jericho's title belt, and they pull a spike off Chris Jericho's jacket and jab him in the eye with it. 
Um, so yeah, quite a big heat angle for the inner circle on John Boxley. Um, so yeah, so that is just a nice little bit of heat to take into there. Feud, and as much as we know Moxley's probably going to win this match next week, at least they've not just given him the title opportunity. He's had to, he's had to beat Sammy Guevara. He's going to have to beat Pack next week. So yeah, this was this was good. It was good. Um, we had a backstage interview with the Inner Circle. Jericho was great in this um, backstage segment. Jack Hager's talking about the boat. He just makes a para ar sound, and Sammy Guevara wants the interviewer to hit him up. Just a nice little interview backstage to get the personalities of the inner circle over. Next, we have MJF and the Butcher and the Blade beating Dustin Rhodes, DDP and QT Marshall. Did you see MJF's shirt? Oh my god. He had a shirt on that said, I banged Dallas Page's daughter. Wow. Wow. That is... Bit too far, but I suppose that's what your heels got to do. I, w I do wish they'd have put the shirt on a little bit more. He should have wrestled the match in the shirt, I thought. But still, it's a uh, it, bit of a controversial T-shirt there. But, hey, MJF's a dick, and he's playing the dick role. This this match was good. Um, I've got a bit of a soft spot for QT Marshall. He, he's, he's got himself over in these two matches that he's been on TV. Um. The match ends with uh, Dustin hitting his Canadian Destroyers. You've got QE Marshall doing a crazy flip over the rope. And then 63-year-old Diamond Dallas Page climbs up to the top turnbuckle and dives down on the Butcher and the Blade. And as the cameramen are showing the replay, that little bastard MJF gets in the ring and rolls up QT Marshall for the three. I mean, at first it did annoy me that I couldn't see it, but I think it's sort of like fit the aesthetic nicely that we're just seeing this great replay of diamond dallas page at 63 doing a crazy move and then the bottom corner you can just see that little prick rolling up qt marshall great stuff here i enjoyed the match i'm enjoying dustin rolls ddp looked great for 63 and i'm a big qt marshall fan so yeah this was great mjf the right person won but we still got our high spots which i love this match i loved it Three and a quarter, three and a half stars. Go and watch it. A load of fun. It's the sort of match you'd expect to see on like a WrestleMania weekend indie show. Just a match that you like. What the hell is that? Like last year, I think it was Scott Steiner versus Hornswoggle or something. These are the sort of matches you get on a WrestleMania weekend. Um, we get an SCU backstage interview where Hangman shows up a little bit pissed. Um, Kenny Omega tries to sort things out, and Kenny Omega says next week we'll have a fair fight. Um, so maybe Hangman Page makes it an unfair fight on the boat. Um, so yeah, what, what did we have? We have the main event next. Neville, Neville, flipping heck, Neville. Can tell I've not took any notes. Pack defeats Darby Allen um, in a really good main event match. I like the fact they're putting Darby Allen in the main event. The guy is probably going to be a star. He's one of the high points of AEW so far. They've really, really got him over. Um, this was a really good match. Um, Darby Allen is only going to improve by working with wrestlers of the caliber of Pac. Pac does go on to win the match, but what I'd like to do is next week you're going to have Moxley beat Pac. Just give. I think Pac should be working with Darby Allen every week. Give him like a best of seven series or something. He'll do Darby Allen no harm working with someone like Pac. But yeah, um, really good match to close the show. 
Um, it closed a really, really good episode of Dynamite, one of the best Dynamites in recent weeks. It was a nice show. There's nothing too spectacular on it, but everything kept the ball rolling. We had some good matches, some good moments, um, some good angles. Yeah, everything was good. Everything was good. The women's match wasn't great, but I think that's something we're going to have to get used to. As I've said, we're going to be getting good shows of Dynamite, but the women's stuff, until they sort out this roster, is not. it's always going to be the weak part until they can get some more talent in so yeah i enjoyed dynamite this week um yeah good show good show um on to nxt now nxt i thought this was i'm gonna start with my overall i thought this was a really good show really good i, I was really happy with this nxt show um I feel like I complained last week about there not being enough like angles being sort of set up, but we did have, we had Keith Lee out for a promo to open the show, talking about his great 2020, um, the Undisputed Era attack, they pilmanized Keith Lee's leg, Champa tried to make the save, this was a nice little, just a nice little opening segment, and then we get, for me, spoiler, the match of the week. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne versus Flash, Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. For you Progress fans out there, I'm sure this is the sort of match you'll be have been used to seeing around the time of what, Chapter 70, Chapter 60, around that time. Um, but yeah, this was a great match. Strange to see it on NXT. I do have the same critique that I had with the John Moxley, um, Sammy Guevara match in terms of, I do think it went a little bit long, I think Matt Riddle is, for me, the biggest star in NXT, Pete Dunne is great, um, so to have him, to have them go so long through, what, two, maybe three commercial breaks with just another tag team from NXT UK, for me, was a bit like, mm, I think they should be beating them in five to six minutes, but when you get a match this great, I'll deal with it. We got, I think this match must have gone like 18, 20 minutes, it was just... Great action. It was great. Really, really good stuff. It really got... I was happy for... I'm a big fan of Flash Morgan Webster's indie work. Um, he's got his own podcast, I think. I don't know if he still does. But, yeah, it was great to see Flash Morgan Webster get over on a stage such as NXT on live American TV. But, yeah, great match. Matt Riddle. What a man. What a man. This guy should be on the main roster beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Or, if not, beating Goldberg. Um... But a really good match, match of the week. Go and check this out. I've gone four stars on it. This is a match you all need to see. Um, yeah, next we have Undisputed Era. They attack Champa while Champa is in the ring talking about coming for Adam Cole's NXT title. We have Gargano to make the save as DIY reunite. Um, so, yeah, for me... I'm going to say, I put this on Twitter, on my uh, neutral wrestling Twitter. I think this is the start, quote me if I'm wrong, when it comes to WrestleMania period. I think that what they're going to do, I think we're going to get Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa at NXT Tampa. I really do. I think we're going to get that the night before Mania. If you remember last year, that was the match for the NXT title that they were going to do. They were going to do that match, but Ciampa got injured. I think they're going to want to do this again. Um, I think you're going to maybe see Gargano beat Finn Balor at the next takeover. I think you might see Ciampa take the title off Adam Cole. And them two will have their title match at NXT Tampa. Or they could go the other way and just have their singles match. Not for a title. It doesn't need to be for a title. But I can definitely see them doing that match. Um, so we'll see given time um next the grizzled grizzled as zach gibson would say young veterans versus 
Kushida and Alex Shelley. Another really good match. Um, I was surprised that the Grizzled Young Veterans got the win with this being Kushida and Alex Shelley's first match as a tag team in NXT at least. Um, but it was really good, but I suppose NXT had to win one of the two tag matches because I'm assuming, I think Grizzled Young Veterans will probably make the final because I think, I think the finals at Worlds collide, so they're obviously probably going to want to have one side... Do you know what I mean? One side NXT, one side NXT UK. So I'm assuming that that will be the case. Maybe I'll be wrong and we'll be surprised. I'd predict Dunn and Riddle versus the Grizzled Jung Veterans in the final. Or is that next week? I don't know what the semi-final is, but that would be what I would have said. Um, it was great to see Zach. If you don't know this, um, Zach Gibson is like amazing on the mic. Uh, always been one of the top heels in British wrestling. Um, he's just brilliant on the mic. He's a big Liverpool fan. So when I saw that guy ringside in the Evans shirt, I was willing him to say something to him, but he didn't. He didn't. But hey, good promo from Zach Gibson. And yeah, the show rolls on. Um, next, we had Swerve Scott beating Leo Rush and Tyler Breeze to be inserted into the four-way for the Cruiserweight title at Worlds Collide. Really fun match. Um, Leo Rush is great. Honestly, this guy's so good to watch at the moment. Um, so, yeah, just a nice little fun match. Um, we have Gargon and Champa backstage talking about challenging Mustache Mountain at Worlds Collide. Getting to see Johnny Gargano, Champa in the ring with Tyler Bate is going to be absolutely fantastic. They will probably steal the show at Worlds Collide. Um, the Undisputed Era, however, crashed this interview um, until Keith Lee, Keith Lee, who had his leg, his foot pilmanized earlier in the show, shows up and pounces the security into like over some bushes, throws another security onto a car. I was like, yeah, this is great. This is how you get a baby face over. And then I thought... Why is he not selling this ankle? But, hey, I enjoyed the segment, so what's the point in criticising it? Another good segment gets Keith Lee over, and as I said last week, this is what I want more of, more backstage segments, more in-ring promos, and we got it this week from NXT. Um, main event um, was the Battle Royal, which I haven't watched. I'm going to be honest, I didn't have time to watch the Battle Royal last night. Um, it was getting late, so... As I said, didn't have a chance to watch it. Um, but I just sat and watched four hours of wrestling, to be fair. And worked. Worked a full day in the cold. So um, the main event saw Bianca, I believe. Bianca Belair won this match. She is going to go on to NXT Portland in February to face Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's title. I think this is the best thing to do. You can have Rhea Ripley retain against Bianca at NXT Portland, and then Rhea Ripley can face Io Shirai at the big show on WrestleMania weekend. So, yeah. So I can't really rate that match, but it was a good show. I heard that the match was good. Um, I should really have watched it, but hey, such is life. Um, I loved NXT. I loved it. I thought, great show. I thought AEW was a very good show. So let's get into my winner of the week. My winner of the week, although it was hard because they were two very enjoyable shows, my winner of the week was NXT. They took that criticism on board. Not that they listen to this show. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um, but they gave us more build, more promos. Um, the wrestling was even better than it usually is. So that great opening match. So yeah, NXT for me was the show of the week. As I said, the match of the week also was from NXT. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. Versus Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Um, 
so yeah, well done NXT, well done AEW, big week for AEW, they got the new television deal, and they won in the ratings, but for me, NXT was just slightly the better of the two shows. Um, next week, next week NXT, the Dusty Rolls classic rolls on as the go-home show for Worlds Collide, it's next week. Um, so maybe maybe they'll get some big viewers for that. But on the other note, AEW are on Chris Jericho's Rock and Rager at sea as the show is being recorded live on the boat. On the boat. Um, so yeah, two exciting shows next week from NXT and AEW. I enjoyed myself this week. Two really good shows. I was saying last week it's getting a bit like it feel like we've got to watch it. But none of that this week. Two really good shows. Um, and I can't wait for next week. So yeah. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, yeah, all I can say is support us on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Neutral Wrestling. www.patreon.com forward slash Neutral Wrestling if you want to help us out with a tip on there. Or alternatively, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Search Neutral Wrestling or search WWE versus AEW as we have our own separate feed for this show. So, hope you enjoyed the show. I'm a bit out of breath, so I will see you next week where we'll talk about the go-home show for NXT versus NXT UK Worlds Collide, and we'll also talk about Chris Jericho's Rock and Rager at Sea. Hope you enjoyed the show. See you later, everyone. Johnny, tonight marks the first time since October that we saw you in the ring at the same time as Tommaso Ciampa. What brought that about? Johnny freaking wrestling. Thanks for tonight, man. I appreciate it. Hey, hey. You see what Mustache Mountain said? What do you think? One more for old time's sake? DIY? DIY. For old time's sake. Next week, Ronnie, next week! Chill out, man.